But that goes back to that. If we just human beings, right? If we're just, if we show each other a little bit more love and a little bit more grace. Like if every person, right? If every person in this world says, you know what? I'm going to show one person some love today. Oh, man, think of how great our society is going to be. Shit crazy. Smoke to get my mind right. Chilling. Trying to get my ground right. Fight for respect. Smoke just to chill. Wait, no. What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC. Happy Friday, guys. Hopefully it was a good week for you. Hopefully you weren't stressed out and too just done with the week. You know, some of us maybe, some of us maybe not. And for me, they're going to get me going back to work before too long. And I hate being in the office, dude. I got a huge family. I love being with my kids. You guys know that. I got I got seven kids and a beautiful wife at the house that takes care of everything. Even this dumbass jarhead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been crazy, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Still ain't getting no job. I'm still sitting over here wishing I could smoke the cannabis like I oh like like I know it can help me, but the government says nope, you can't smoke it yet until Senate goes through and legalizes it. The Moore Act, the house, the House bill, the House HR 3884. Hopefully, you guys have had an opportunity to look at that. Like I tell you guys, I hear the Stone Vet, man. That's that's what it is about breaking the stigma of cannabis. If you guys are still not with it, do some research on it. Check it out, man. It's great though. I got me another jarhead to come on the show with me, man. I got Miss Jessica Rose here with me today from Rosebud Rosebud Consulting. She's an inspirational speaker. She did some time in the core, and I guess enough time in the core that she was like, "I got to be inspirational to some people." I see what my brothers and sisters went through, and I got to be able to motivate them and push them, man. How you doing, Miss Miss Jessica? Great, great. Loving uh, loving the weather. Happy for the weekend. Right. Spring's finally here. Getting to enjoy the beautiful weather because, you know, in Oklahoma, she's from Oklahoma, too. She actually probably just up the street, right up the street from me, not too far. <laughs> when the summertime comes, it gets hot. <laughs> it can get very hot in Oklahoma. But right now, you're able to enjoy the weather. I mean, we're in the 60s and 70s, just enjoying the beautiful. Man, it's windy. It's Oklahoma, though, right? That's what the song says. The wind comes sweeping through the plains, right? Yeah. Windy, but... <laughs> gotta get out there and enjoy the weather you know hopefully hopefully your allergies ain't too bad because if they are you're in the wrong state for that <laughs> <laughs> so miss jessica here she is she spent four years four and a half years in the course she'll, she'll set me right four and a half years <laughs> in the course is what she said but she was a pogue you guys the army guys army guys probably oh she's a leg she's a leg marine corps, <laughs> in the marine corps they're just pogues yeah. But she took care of us whenever it was time to get our awards, get our pay right, and get everything going on. So, Ms. So Jessica, with, with everything that you did in the core, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job? What what you got yourself into while you was in the Marine Corps? Gold Pogue. Uh, usually they said, oh, you're Pogi Snacks, even. <laughs> like, we were the bottom of the bottom, right? But um, for the Marines out there, I did work in IPAC, but I promise, like, people actually liked me. So I, uh, I did a year in deployment. So I handled everything from pre-deployment audits, everything once a Marine deployed was uh, our shop's responsibility and the post-deployment audits, things like that. So, uh, it's a very, very small shop that I worked with a great team of guys. It was great. Uh, it was a real true, true knit family on that one. And we rotate so to be the best well-rounded admin in a year, I got sent over to separations. So in the separation section, we handled all the discharges, no matter what it was, was it medical, was it retirement, you know, just your, Hey, I did my four years, I did my eight years, whatever I'm done. We would type the two fourteens, get your orders, go through the checkout process, all that kind of stuff with you. 
And then after that, I actually helped manage an ID card center. So I spent my last couple of years there and that was really awesome. I got to work with tons of different branches of service. I was in sunny San Diego. So saw all kinds of different family members. And like I said, every branch of service came through our, our doors and it was great to continue to help people. So I'm blessed, even though I was a pogey snack, <laughs> a pogey snack. She didn't get to go play in the sandbox either. She said she, she lucked out and missed out on the wonderful deployment so that we got to go hang out in the sandbox in the 120 degree weather every day. <laughs> yeah, man, when you're admin, you got to fight for those. My first deployment, I lost to a coin flip. So <laughs> Um, but it depends on who you talk to. And I mean, that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with who did serve in the military, who didn't deploy. That's the thing. Like I didn't get to deploy. Right. Cause that's what yeah. you learn as a Marine. That's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, and I got to talk to some really awesome guys that I competed with at the warrior games in Invictus. And they said, you know what? Nah, man, you were one of the fortunate ones. You didn't have right. to deploy. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking like one of, one of my buddies is a, was a scout sniper, you know, like, it's so it was really cool. It was really cool to get that perspective. No, absolutely, know? absolutely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it is one of those things like we we all talk, you know, we, we'll give you, we'll give you hassle. Oh, you never deployed, yeah, yeah. Deployed, but it's like you're blessed you didn't get to deploy because the, the crap that goes on up here with not 90, 90, 98%, 99% of us veterans, it sucks, dude. Because yeah. guess what? It screws up a lot of things in our life. It screws up a whole, it's a mess, you know what I'm saying? Just, just in life in general, let alone our family and our friends that we try to keep around, try to keep close to us. You know, it sucks. It, it, truly, it truly does suck, you know? And that's one of the biggest things. That's why I do the show is just to help people relate to us, relate to the crap that we deal with and what we've done, you know? And you're blessed, you know what I'm saying? You you ain't got to deal with the, 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 the heart. The, I mean, I'm sure you got PTSD. You went to boot camp. You did the crap. I mean, you went to boot camp. And when you got out of boot camp, now you're a Marine. You're not, you no longer, you no longer Jessica Rose. You know what I'm saying? You no longer the Jessica Rose that went in before, before when you, when you stepped on the yellow footprint, you're no longer that same person. You're, you're a Marine now, you know, you carry that same title. I carry that crap is burned into our hearts. Yes. Like, we are hardcore. No, we're Marines. That, literally pierced with the ega that, yeah. that ega is burned into us and it, it's imbed it's embedded in us and we are no we're the best we are the best and that's why people <laughs> harass us because they're like oh you're just a marine yeah i'm a marine remember that we ain't no ex-soldiers we ain't no this no, oh yeah we, we're marines <laughs> like I tell people when they say like, oh, you're an ex-Marine. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's what? like calling people like an ex-wife. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's, I didn't like divorce the Marine Corps break up from the Marine Corps, right? Like it's also a lifestyle, um, you know? And, and then on top of that, like the being the best thing, right? I mean, I came from two Air Force parents who raised two Marines. So shout out to, you know, shout out to that, right? Give them, oh, absolutely, give them right. The yeah, because you did too. say your brother's a Marine as well, right? Yeah. Man, yeah. how's my whole, my whole family whole is military military so, so is your brother still in or he get out finally no he got out too he he got in uh, a few years before me and then got out like the year after me i think it was so yeah he's a he's a nurse now so still you know i think a, a lot of people who serve right we join the military for different reasons some people right. join to get away from their experiences to set themselves up for better a better life and you know there's that servant heart so maybe you join with the servant heart or maybe you learn to be a servant that it seems like all, all the best that we get out, we're still serving in some capacity, right? right I mean, look absolutely. at you, like you're doing this podcast, like giving back and serving and just continuing to to make our communities and our world a better place. So it's uh, it's really cool. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I mean, was, was he a lucky one? Did he get to deploy? Did he get to go and 
He did. He actually Ooh. is one of the few Marines that got extended. He almost spent an entire year in oh. TQ. So yeah, um, I remember. So my brother, I left for boot camp, and my brother deployed like two weeks after I left for boot camp. Wow. And um, you know, like the whole time I'm I'm in training, right? He's deployed. Well, uh, one day in boot camp, says like long story short, somebody did something stupid, right? So all of our letters then had to be shooken out. Yeah. And I got this letter from my brother and it was when he was in Iraq, it was literally a notebook paper folded and taped with duct tape, right? Cause he didn't have an envelope. So he was just working with what he got, man. So he sent it to me, but inside was this little tiny Ziploc bag full of sand from Iraq. And I opened it up and uh, I saw it and everyone's like starting to shake their letters out. And I opened my shorts, you know, they have that little liner on the inside. I opened my shorts and let it slide into my shorts. My platoon was like, what did what is she sneaking because i was like i am not about to have this taken from me like right. absolutely not uh the dumb thing was is that the girl it was a piece of gum like someone sent her a piece of gum and she was chewing gum during an ig inspection like of all times like i i, I have no clue how she made it through boot camp like sometimes you wonder about people, Some people uh, they you need wonder. like a remedial you know Some people you um, wonder, you're like how the hell did you make it how are you a marine too yeah man yeah how like yeah yeah there's mm-hmm. always I say there's always one. We had about five in my platoon. <laughs> that's what the Marine Corps teaches you. There's always one. There's, there's always, always one. Yes. Always but one. you know, and I, and I talk about that now, right? It takes all kinds of kinds to make the world go around. Right. <laughs> so we all have our own issues. Um, not right. everyone's cup of tea. So absolutely. So I mean, so not, but but you get to see, you get to see how your brother is, though. You see the you probably kind of see some of the struggles he deals with. I mean, yeah. Like I remember calling him and he was getting out, and I was like, hey, bro, I just want you to know. In the next six months to a year, you're going to call me and we're going to have a conversation that you don't think you're going to need and that you think you're not going to have, but we're going to have it. So just know I'm ready. Absolutely. <laughs> like, because you know it. I mean, with what you're doing now. So, so after, after you did your four and a half years, how was your transition? I know when I was in, when I was getting out, it was called TAPS. I guess they call it TRS now or something. Um, It was still called, it was called TAM TAPS when I was in. TAM TAPS. So, so uh, TAM TAPS. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember what the TAMP stood for, but it was like TAMP slash TAPS. So maybe it was TAMPS or TAMPS. And then there was transitioning to TAPS and who knows, but um, How was yeah, that I did. I did go through it, but it is, it is kind of interesting. My transition process was not ideal. So I was on med hold and that's why I did the whole four and a half years <laughs> and being med hold. Right. So you don't have a date. You don't know when you're getting out. You're just like one day, someone's going to tell me when to leave. It's time to go. And yeah, I, I logged in one morning and I was like, Oh, I was supposed to leave last Friday. Okay. So <laughs> let's make this happen. Well, we all knew uh, that it was going to be quick. <laughs> we just Wait, didn't were expect- you married at the time? No, I was not. Oh, okay. so, um, well, that- it's just you then. It's just you. It's yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Family it was just me. Yeah. It was me in California. It was just my shop. I was worried about it. was like one day I'm just not going to be here guys. <laughs> uh, so I just fell back on my leave. I didn't get to take all my PTAB, but, um, yeah. So going through that process, I had a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. Like I'm staying in San Diego. This is what I'm going to do. If this doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do. You know, like I had p- where I was going to live, the school I was going to go to, you know, all these different things. Right. Well, it was literally like plan A started to fall apart. Plan B started to fall apart. <laughs> plan C maybe wasn't as detailed as I thought it was. Right. So I, I got to the point where, and uh, you know, I, I get to just, you know, I say this and then it sounds like way worse you know, so I have like a disclaimer too. like, I got to the point I was sleeping in my car. 
I was on base. I was, I'd go to the officer housing where the playground was for the kids. And I would put my sunroof up and I'm sleeping in my car. Cause I'm like, this is the safest place I know. Now, could I have spent money and paid for a hotel? Yes. However, I just lost my job, right? The job I was going to have fell, fell apart, right? So I'm thinking ahead where I can, if I can sleep in my car and I can go to the free gym and take a shower and save that money because I don't know what's going to happen a week from now. I don't know right. what's going to happen two weeks from now. And I, my car was paid for. So nobody is, could as, take as that from me. As an enlisted personnel, you, know? you probably weren't saving like you should have been saving. I mean, oh, no, I'm young saving. and dumb. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're yeah. enlisted. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. I said, that's the difference between enlisted and officers. Officers, you got to go to college. You got to get a degree in something. And you, you know, you live life a little bit. Us enlisted people, this is probably the most money we've ever made in our entire life. We're going to yeah, blow man. it as soon as we get it. Like as soon as we yeah. get, we're blowing it, you know, we, we're not putting 10% back for savings for just, yeah. no, we're going to go and we're going to drink it all, or we're going to go to the strip club or we're going to go do whatever and just blow it all mm-hmm. and just be done with it. You know, buy the crazy, nice car, right? Yeah, exactly. car, interest, you know, not even nice apartment in San Diego. You know? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like, you know, uh, like for you, so- you were like, Oh, I was supposed to be gone last Friday. And all I have is like a hundred dollars in my account. <laughs> well i definitely i'll say i definitely wasn't that hard off um and i did get uh, a separations check because i was also i couldn't re-enlist due to the medical issues i was going through you know so i did get that but at the same time again i'm like if i can not spend it because i don't i don't know and i grew up in a very divided house when it came to finances right my mom is very (laughs) save every single penny save everything because you have no clue what you're gonna go through tomorrow and that's just based on her lifestyle where she grew up my dad is like you gotta enjoy life while you're here man right um so in that moment in my life I was my mom I was like I gotta save every penny right Right. I gotta save everything so all my stuff was put in storage but yeah after a couple nights of sleeping in my car I was like this is not going to work. So I called my parents because, you know, thank, thank God I have two very loving parents who will, who just, they originally from here from Oklahoma, right? I am. Ooh. So my parents, I said they were, they were um, dual active duty air force Tinker and they got stationed tinker. Well, my dad deployed so much that they're like, why move the family? Like he's <laughs> living in Saudi Arabia. We'll just leave them there less expense. Right. So, yeah. So I, I called them, um, and was like, hey, uh, I think I need to come home. And of course, they're like, <laughs> yay! Right? They get on like oh, the next plane. For four years. What do you yes, mean? yes. Come home. <laughs> so, uh, and my dad wanted seven girls, and I'm the youngest of four. So, you know, it's like, yay, baby girls coming the home. And I'm like, back. my life sucks. <laughs> right? So, they fly out. They're like on the next plane because literally, like time. Right? I felt like I called them at like eleven o'clock at night while sleeping in my car, and then it was like noon the next day. We were getting lunch on the beach, um, so we did a we did a road trip kind of back, and I stayed at my parents' house, and it was rough, man. Like Damn. literally, I would wake up late, and I would use the excuse of like the time zone difference. So you know, oh, you know, I wake up at noon because really that's like ten, or I'd wake up at ten because really that's like eight, you know. Right. But then come the evening time, it'd be like. 
eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And they're like, yeah, but isn't it six o'clock? Right? <laughs> didn't, that, didn't that work the other way? And I'm like, no. So for whatever reason, my mom had like the Sam's clubs, like, you know, the big cheesy puff bucket. Like I had younger uh, oh, nieces. So for grandkids, so, yes, yes. So I'm like sitting one, on the couch. I got a bunch of kids. I know. Yeah. I got yeah, one. yeah. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You, <laughs> you definitely have it. So just sitting on the couch with my bucket of cheesy puffs, cry my eyes out the Grey's Anatomy, you know, like it's my life. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, Right. So one night my dad, uh, you know, it's real quiet and I'm a talkative person. Clearly I'm a talkaholic. Right. And I was like, not talking at all. There's like one person in the whole state of Oklahoma. That was a friend of mine that I stayed in contact with. And, uh, one night we're sitting there and it's super quiet. My dad just looks up and he says, Rosebud, you're getting fat. And I was like, oh, oh my God, you're right. And, oh no. and I, so, so, uh, he's like, I say that and my dad probably cringes every time I tell the story, but it wasn't like you were getting fat. Like you're getting fat. You're putting on weight. You're obese. It was a trigger word for me. It was my wake up word where I was like, when I heard that, I heard you're right. I'm sitting here. I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm just sitting. I'm wasting away. Where's my motivation? Four years in the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, I got my associates while I was on active duty. So like the next morning, right. My dad takes off work and he takes me up, uh, to UCO and I go to apply and, you know, Marine fresh, fresh out of the Marine Corps. Someone tells me some shit and I'm like, um, no, no, no that that's wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> um, I'm not okay with this. So I get very, very angry and it was a, a huge miscommunication, right? The guy just was, he didn't know. So he went to ask and what he was told was wrong. You know, that happens a lot. So anyway, so I walk across the hall from admissions to go to the VA office and I'm like, Hey, I need you to fix this. <laughs> right. And that, uh, that woman behind the desk says, well, you know, Hey, here's a piece of paper, go online. <laughs> I was like, um, no. So my dad pulls me out of there. Right. Cause he's like, I think we've had enough fun for one day. You know, this was a lot after sitting on the couch for a few weeks. Mm. Um, like let's, let's try again, maybe tomorrow. So I call and call and call and I end up getting the director of admissions on the phone. And I'm like, this is BS, you know, blah, 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 blah. She happened to be a spouse of an active duty airman. And she says, no, 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 no. Clearly there was some misunderstanding. Somebody told you wrong. I will fix this. I will fix this. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, all right. Okay, cool. So sure enough, I'm enrolled in UCL working on my bachelor's degree. And I went back to the, the VA office there and uh, kind of made friends with a guy that worked there. And uh, I said, Hey, what's it take to work here? He goes, Oh, we actually have an opening. You want to work here? I was like, yeah, let's do this. So uh, I talked to the, the woman at the university that oversaw the VA program and bam, I started working there and I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure no veteran ever has to go through what I went through. So instead of just like filing GI bill claims, right. And paying like, Oh, process your paycheck school's paid. Yay. <laughs> it was, what is the veteran need for that transition? Because it's more than just make sure my school's paid for. Oh, right. Absolutely. And that, that was my, that's the biggest thing. Like you said, when you got out, you're like, I was living in my car. Like, yeah. you say, like, so like, like, so, so what, what that tells me is like, nobody prepared you during that week long transition yeah, out class. Like nobody helped you with how to write a resume, how to find work, how to get a disability started. If you've got a disability, you got a disability clearly because you did something while you was on active duty. You got a disability, right? 
Yeah. So for me, that process was a little different too, but I'm with you. Like with TAPS, it's a great program. It's information overload. So the VA actually has a program that started about a year, like two years ago. Um, And I think it's called Solid Start. Now I'm like questioning myself if that's true (laughs) or not, but basically the VA started a program and and they they recognize this gap, right? Mm -hmm. So now they call people 30 days out. Hey, we're just calling. Is there anything you need? anything like anything. Oh, okay, cool. Um, we'll call you back probably in like, you know, three, four months. And then they'll call back about that six month mark and be like, Hey, just checking in, you know, how you settling in? You got a job? Are you going to school? What's going on? Can we help you with anything? So it's a really great program now, but for those of us that went through it without that, yeah, yeah. it sucks. And I went through, I was actually one of the first on the DES program, which was the disability evaluation system. So they changed it. And the big joke then was, is like, please don't take offense. But the big joke was, is airmen were getting out with a paper cut and getting full medical retirement while Marines who still had bullets stuck in their head were being retained for service. Um, so they yeah, said, this, this is what we're fighting working. for. This is what we're struggling with yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> so what they did was they ended up taking everyone going through the disability claim and you had to go through the VA. So the VA determined if it was a disability to their standards, at what percentage to their standards. And then that came back to the branch of service and the branch of service could basically agree or disagree, (laughs) but um, they basically would say, okay, we'll still keep you in the military with this disability, or we're going to go ahead and let you get out or, you know, make you get out. (laughs) So so, kind of depends. Right. So. Uh, I knew a Marine who was like, no, I want to stay in. And the Marine Corps was like, mm, no, no, yeah. definitely not. And that's kind of where I was. I, uh, the thing that I was on a med board for, I got into a really bad accident that those injuries actually were even worse than the injuries that I started out on the med board for. So oh, wow. it's kind of just unfortunate. I didn't, I didn't really have a choice. I always thought that I'd do one more round. The four years, but then that just wasn't in the cards for me. It wasn't so, in there, right? Yeah. So now I'm serving on the outside. And that's awesome. I mean, I mean, so, and that's the biggest thing. That's why I always bring on my brothers and sisters, regardless what branch they were in, just to talk about how was your transition? How was that week long information over, overload? Like you said, you know, and a lot of people are like it sucked, dude. Like I, it doesn't, a week does not, I was like, no, because a class like that requires a month long process because you got to sit down, you got to figure out how do, how do I become a civilian? How do I interact with civilians? Yeah. How do I write a resume in regards to what I've done for the past four years, 14 years or 40 years? How do I write a resume saying, this is what I'm good at. I know I'm good at this because I was a leader. So how do I translate all that information? And then your disability claim, like, how do I go about starting my disability claim? How do I go about getting what I need so I can, because like you said, I didn't want to waste all my money. But if you get your disability claim before you before you process out, that's already in there. So regardless if you get 10 percent, 30 percent, 100 percent, at least you got that money coming in. And then your GI bill on top of that, you can get your GI bill and then you get the money from the GI bill. So you're like, okay, now I'm not struggling as bad. And then a lot of people don't know, hey, you can go and get unemployment as well now. Oh, really? I can get unemployment, you know, and just understand so people can get on their feet, you know. And I think that's the hard part for the enlisted side is like, what do I do now? Am I an entrepreneur? Can I start my own business? Can I do? Can well, I that's start definitely some- something that was not talked about in my TAMS class. But yeah. I, I had the opportunity to go through twice. Um, 
so that's a, a kind of story in itself, but go sitting there with people who were like, I get out next week. It's like, or I get out next month. So right. we started talking about how like, man, this would be really great if people had to take this class a year out a year and then out. Do like a refresher a few months out. Right. Yeah. So that way they know, Oh, Hey, I need to start gathering this information or, yep. Hey, I can go ahead and file this or do that. Or, um, since I was in California and my TAMS was in California, it was a lot of California specific resources, which is great, but it would be really great. And I don't know if they're doing this now across the board, but saying like, here is a list of all the States and the contact. I am um, one of my colleagues. She actually PCS um, from overseas. I oh. forget what country she was in, but so she didn't get really a TAMS and they yeah. didn't. So she basically okay, um, you're going to leave, let's say it was Germany. Cause I don't, I don't quite remember, but Germany. Yeah. Right. And then she gets sent back for like one week to finish all the official processing. And then it's like, bye. And it's like, yeah. When you're overseas is a lot harder because depending on where you're at, wherever you're at, I mean, they don't care. They're done with you. You say you don't want to play with no more. And they said, okay, well, we're yeah. done with you. We don't need you. no bye. more. And it sucks, dude. It, it, it truly does suck. And that, that's one thing I keep noticing and keep seeing. I'm like, hmm, my, my light bulb goes on. And I'm like, hmm, I've got people who are representatives with the VA that are that, that do disability claims, that know how to go about doing disability claims. Mm -hmm. I've got people that, I, that know how to write resumes in regards to your time of service and what you've done and able to translate that over into a civilian format so you're able to get a job. Light bulbs start going off, and I'm like, hmm, let's see here. And I was like, and people retire from the military on a daily basis. You were in PAC, IPAC, so you know people retiring daily. Active duty people are retiring daily, and they're like, I need a job. So I'm not sitting at home bored as hell. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, it, 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 it's strong at my heartstrings because I, I work for the federal government still, and they just gave me my 20 year pen. I was like, fuck. If I would have stayed active dude, I'd be retiring already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I would have stayed active dude, I'd be retiring already, you know? I'm 37 years old, dude. I'd be retiring at 37, you know? Well, and you saw they changed the retirement program. Uh, how, how, how they change it now? Oh, man, it's different. It's completely different. Is it? So, yeah, yeah. So you should you should check it out because I don't, I don't want to, like, misquote it, but it is different. Is um, it? And I think it changed, like, it changed like two, three years ago or something, but like the effective date, I think was last year, maybe to where everyone coming in new is now under the new retirement system. Yeah. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Crazy. And that's why I was like, I'd be 37 retiring. And I'm like, I can't quit at 37 quit after 20 years. Like, yeah. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? What the hell am I supposed to do? I'm still too young. That's why I told my wife now here with the federal government, I said, I'll, I'll give them 30 because I transferred my time, my transfer trans. Uh, my time transferred over i'll give them 30 years but then after that i'm still only 47 i still can't even draw my own retirement after 30 years of federal service <laughs> you know it take another 10 years which put me at 40 years i'm like why i said no why am i gonna do that i said so i got 10 years to get my head out of my butt and figure out what i'm gonna do and like i said every time i bring you guys on the show every time i bring family on the show they're like it sucked it sucks so i was like all right i gotta put pen to paper and draw up a program for all bases, all government installations, and hire retired military personnel and train them how to go about starting disability claims, how to write resumes, 
how to do these things and have the government pay me to provide these services to our brothers and sisters who are about to get out of service. Cause I had a, I had Brandon on my show. He is a, he's a transition coach out of Houston, Texas. And he's like, dude, there's 200,000 service members getting out of military on a yearly basis, 200,000 people on a yearly basis. I was like, that's a lot of freaking veterans getting out, yeah, you man. know? And he's like, and none of them know. He said like 80, 90% of them have no idea what the hell they're going to do after they get out, after they retire, after they hit their retirement or whatever, they're getting yeah. out, just getting out after four years. He's like, because nobody's there training them, showing them, here, let me help you write your first resume. I'll write your first resume for you. Because why? Because I'm getting paid right now to teach you how to do this. So well, even certifications don't transfer over. Yeah. So like my husband was active duty Navy, went to the Navy reserves and then got on with Tinker and the certifications for the planes that he was working on the Navy, same planes that he was working on for the DOD side, uh, the civilian side, he had to go to a college to get those certifications so he could do the job that he'd already been doing. He'd already been doing, right? So, so there's barriers like that, that people are working, working on. Is he working on the E6s over there? Oh, shoot. I don't know. The Navy side whatever probably the e6 is over there i work out there I at tinker remember. too i work out there at tinker too i work for the one store yeah so i, I, I always feel so bad i, hate that I always feel bad. so bad i can't even remember his rate so when people are like what was his rate i'm like i don't know he did like some aviation stuff or <laughs> you know uh we weren't together when either of us were active duty we actually met through our rowing program so we both met when we were veterans um, go figure that look at that so, look at that yeah, it was meant to be world. back here in oklahoma when you did it right so now, yeah. that, now that you've gotten out you decided I'm going to start my own. I'm going to be, I want to be an inspirational speaker, motivational, inspirational speaker. And you started your own consultant agency, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it took a few years after I got out, I, you know, went through some other endeavors and just really saw through the programs and contracts I had worked on that sometimes what I am capable of doing isn't what an employer is allowing me. I actually worked somewhere where at one point they were like, um, you're working too hard, too fast. We need you. That was actually a complaint at a couple of jobs coming to think of it. Um, that it was like, we just need you to like be in the office a little bit more and like, kind of like what you know, like watch some YouTube videos. Was kind of, <laughs> and I'm so like, you understand um, I'm, I'm a Marine, right? I'm a, Marine. I'm a high achiever. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm like, I have to do, I have to accomplish. <laughs> so I, you know, I really had to, step, to take a step back and think, okay, I can really volunteer my time right? I can volunteer the crap on my time, but that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for me, for my family, for the people I'm helping. Right? right. So in order to help more people having income coming in, I can do things like a website that reaches more people, right? I can get someone to help me do all the stuff that I either just don't want to do or just isn't in my natural ability. Wellhouse, right? right. I have a business partner. It's, it's really, it's funny how like split we are. Like, what I'm really good at is what she absolutely hates. And what she's really good at is just not like, that's not my thing, you know? So being able to start my own business and consult to where I can, I can speak, I can train and I can advocate on my own dime and do it on my own time and not be restricted by an employer. That's like, um, we just don't want to do that right now, maybe next year. And I'm like, why not? Why not now? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, wait, I just, I, I can go do it now rather than next year. So that's really why I kind of broke and said, you know what I, and I freelanced for about a year, year and a half. And then I'm like, it's time for me to just make myself official. So I registered my LLC and I've just been pushing forward ever since like, Hey, how much 
more impact can I do? How much more help can I do? You know? So it's just, it's a blessing for me because it's keeping me to be able to serve other people, but Absolutely. I love it. I love being able to speak to anyone like you who let me. It's helping people, ramble. right? You're helping, helping people doing your thing. And the funny thing is that you said you went to school, but you didn't go to school to be a consultant, did you? No, no. And uh, <laughs> since the majority of the work that I do is in suicide prevention, and overdose prevention, I also did not go to school for that. So yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> primary master's is crime intelligence analysis, actually. So data analyzing, <laughs> researching, and we would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website, www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. Uh, my secondary program was religion and culture studies. And I actually was helping develop and write that program. So I got to student teach under it and really awesome experience, uh, great mentors in both programs. And uh, yeah, I landed in suicide prevention on accident, but I joke, <laughs> I got two master's degrees. I love research and I love people. So if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But yeah, that was not, I never, I never really thought that now as a kid, I will say as a kid up until about age five, I want to be an ice skater. <laughs> nice but yeah, the closest rink that did any kind of lessons was a two and a half hour drive. And again, both my parents were active duty, right? So right. that just wasn't going to happen. So my parents sat me down and had to break my childhood dreams, break my heart. <laughs> uh, Cause I was going to be, you know, the, the next big thing. Right. And, um, I said, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll just be an actress. So, um, you are I in actually, San Diego. You are in San Diego. You yeah, <laughs> I did. I, um, so I have actually been in, uh, like six movies. I've done a lot of modeling stuff, um, for all kinds of different ranges of modeling stuff from, uh, you know, even runway I'm short, but I did do some, some runway stuff, but my parents really helped support that. And was like, okay, I took modeling lessons. I took acting lessons. I did, you know, all the mall fashion shows when I was a kid. So uh, when I got older and I linked up with a group in Beverly Hills, I would drive on the weekends and make that long drive being stuck in traffic to go up there to work with a group out there. And, uh, it was a lot of fun and I've done some more stuff even since I've been in Oklahoma, but yeah. So I feel like through being able to speak and empower people and motivate people and just inspire people to be better people and make people happy. Right. So as a kid, right. like that was my goal, like to be an actress was I'm going to make people happy because I'm going to make people laugh. Right. And movies are my escape. I go to the movie theater because I escape. Like I joke with people when I watch TV shows, you know, like Grey's Anatomy, right? I mentioned that earlier, you know, crying my eyes out, right? right. Those are my friends, right? Because <laughs> I get like, I get into it. Like that's my escape from my reality is right. getting into the show, right? So that's, that's how I felt about acting. Like I could be that for other people. Right. And I feel like I'm fulfilling that like childhood desire of being able to, make people happy, make people smile, bring joy to people's lives by being able to speak and advocate for people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially what, you, what, what you're doing, I mean, with, with, with the inspirational speakings that you're doing, you know, it's like we were talking earlier, it's like, just be nice to people. Yeah, that's, man. That's, that's all we need to be is just, you know, yeah, we're vets. Yeah, we're war vets or whatever. And we got, we've done things, we've done more things than most people have in their entire life. We've seen more things than most people have in their entire life, but that shouldn't make us 
cruel and mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying, hateful. Do we hate the society we're in? Yeah. Do we hate the way our government's being ran right now? Yeah. But if you're nice to somebody, dude, you can make that difference in their life for that yeah. day. And yeah, you never yeah. know how much impact that could have on them. You don't know what kind of day they're having. They could be having yeah. the worst day in the world, but because you say, oh, thank you so much, you know what I'm saying? Let me know if there's anything I can help you with or there's something I can, I can do for you. If there's something I can do, because that's like I tell people with my show, I've had some great guests. I've got you on my show now. I've had great guests and I continue bringing great people on that are making an impact in our community. I always stress at every show is that us veterans, we are a rare breed. We are very rare. Yes. And you being a jarhead like me, we're a rare breed amongst everybody else because you can go talk to my wife. I've been with her for, we're going on 21 years this April. We've been together. She was with me from the beginning and she's still with me today. Wow. And she's awesome. like, you damn jarheads are a rare freaking breed. You guys are a hard breed to love. Like you are a very, I mean, your husband probably said the same thing. Like you are hard to love. Like you, you deal with some <laughs> stupid crap. You do some things. I'm just like, wow. Like why? <laughs> why? I like to say it, it takes a special kind of special to have to go through the mindset. Right. You know, just, just even that, you know, I joke that I was, I was a little paranoid before the Marine Corps, but the Marine Corps, <laughs> enhanced that right yeah because before i would just be like oh you know this needs to be secured and now i'm like have a complete meltdown when a door's unlocked or i find an abandoned trash bag on the side of the road you know it's like why is there a trash bag right there not like you know like oh whatever somebody fell out of the truck it's like why why is it there right well if it fell out of someone's truck why didn't they get it because now it's there and you know, it's like no it should be locked i live out here i live out here on the border of norman and moore area out here and there's not i mean there's neighborhoods but these neighborhoods you know they're they're hundreds of yards away from each other and i'll be driving i'm like look like this right here sweetheart this guy just walking ain't nothing out here and he's just out here walking like why is he out here walking she's like because he just left over there i said but he's in the middle of nowhere. Like there's, he doesn't have a bicycle and he's just walking and he, I mean, he's just out in the middle of nowhere, just randomly walking down the road. I'm like, no, that's not, Yeah, that's not right. Like people shouldn't just be walking randomly in the middle of the road, like walking down the side of the street and there ain't no houses for hundreds of yards away. Like he can't, he's not going to go see his friend. Like he didn't leave his house, left his neighborhood walked a mile up the road and now he's walking another three miles to go to his friend's house i said no who does that you know <laughs> yeah no? you definitely yeah that's where you know we we kind of had a little conversation about this earlier about how like we're really great at judging people right but sometimes it's our experiences right so just like that right it's like what's it what why why is it why is this guy walking around like it's super shady <laughs> right like but and then that goes to like our our training and the mindset we have to be in you know it takes a special kind of person to be willing to go through that and then you know coming out on the other side of of all that yeah and it, it takes some strong it some strong, strong people right? to so deal I'm with sure, us I'm sure your husband deals with some things he's like well, yeah, shut up i'm just crazy stop. just stop it yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, like he's seen yeah. some of my complete breakdowns over having a door unlocked and he's just like, I don't, I don't like, this is, this is a whole lot. Like, why is this uh, as big a deal as it is, you know? So yeah, it, it takes some strong people to help, help us uh, continue to transition, man. Cause some it's of that hard. stuff, you know, you live, you live 18 years before the Marine Corps, right? <laughs> then you go in the Marine Corps and then all of a sudden you're like, 
it hasn't been another 18 years, but somehow <laughs> that like four or, you know, like, you know, eight, 10 year time frame has affected the rest of our lives I, in a way that we can't come back from. We just like, you can't, you can't unsee, you can't change some of the mindset and the processing that, that gets embedded into you. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's the thing, and that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? It, it's hard for us. It's hard to be like, well, why do I got to show appreciation for somebody else? But we really do. We need to sit back and say, yeah, man. you know what I'm saying? How are you doing today? You know, I, I like I said, I've been, a, I've been talking with a lot. Of, I talk, I usually try to spend my weekends catching up with people that have been, you know, for whatever reason, it, it is the season. Everybody was going through a divorce. I had like eight or 10 friends that I knew acquaintances that I knew that were going in the middle of a divorce. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what, is, what, what is going on? What's in the water? Like everybody's getting a divorce right now. I'm like, man, what, what happened? You know, so a lot of them Marines, some army, whatever. I'm like, what happened? Like, what, what, what's going on? What we are selfish being a service member. We're super selfish, dude. We're, we only think about ourselves, honestly. It, and it's, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to, to be like that, to be, to take consideration of other people's feelings, you know, because being in the Marine Corps, especially in the Marine Corps, like, bullshit, take care of yourself, ask questions later. You know? Well, and I think that's something too, is like, you have to really heavily rely on yourself. Right? right. So there is that part of the the Marine Corps where, you know, in boot camp, they take out the I, the me, the my, you know, it's a team, it's a team, it's a team, it's a team, right. you know, uh, but you really like, you got to take care of your own. You have to own everything. You have to make sure that you are ready to go so you can take care of other people. So I think that sometimes, yeah, it does fall on that. Like we end up being like very self-focused on, we got to take care of our own. And I think that's what happens too. When we have a problem, right. right. It's like, well, we gotta, we gotta take care of our own. We can't, we can't go outside, you know, cause you know, we got to put, I, I like to joke, I can put my Marine Corps pants on and suck it up and go about my day and take care of it, take charge. Right. So that's normally my joke when I'm like, I'm about to lay in and someone's like, I'm about to put my Marine Corps pants on and get this done. You know, like it's just got to get done. Um, because typically I wear dresses and skirts, you know, mm. and I wear makeup and, you know, I'm this, I'm this little girl, right. Mom, and it's like, no, I'm a Marine Corps. Like, yeah, I still, I still know how to choke someone to death. Like, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> I can still drench, they can yeah. choke you. Like it's not, it's not, not hard. I can yeah, do it. Yeah. Trust me. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like you said, uh, appreciation for other people, right? Because every job is so important. It is. Right. I, uh, so many times like I'll go to, I'll go to the grocery store and someone will be stocking the food and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in your way. Right. And I'm like, like you're fine, man. Dude, I'm in your way. You know, Let me get and, out of and your I told way. I'm like, if you weren't putting it on the shelf, I couldn't come in here and grab it off the shelf. So right? don't be, don't be sorry to me. Absolutely. And I always get a look of like, wait, what? So I wonder how many people are like, oh, they have the cart in the way. Well, you're welcome for putting the food on the shelf for you, so you right. can eat absolutely. and you don't have to grow your own food. Like, right. uh, absolutely. And you know? that's the hard part. I mean, and that's what my wife always stresses that to my son. Like, you want to see how how a girl really is. You want to see her true instincts. Take her out to dinner and see how she treats the the waitress. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because I mean, it's true. I said, because like you said, every job is important. If you went to a restaurant and there wasn't a waitress there, who the hell's gonna get your food? You know. Yeah, and if somebody wasn't the busboy cleaning your plates, what? You you just gonna eat on dirty plates? Eat on dirty plates? You know, or what, like you bring your own plate, or what? What are you gonna do? You know, what I'm saying like every, yeah, every job's yeah. important, and that's what we stress to our kids. Like everybody's job's important. Like even at work, we have a. Your husband work. He, he works out at Tinka, and so he knows about Dale Rogers training. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. So yeah, so yeah. I'm sure he is aware of this. Other 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 janitors is Dale Rogers, and these are this is a, it's a contract work, and these individuals they 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 suffer with like a mental illness type disability. 
And oh. so they, they, they give them a, they give them a job, they give them a job and they're janitors and they go and they clean, they clean everything up. You know what I'm saying? And I tell them, I said, I sit around and I'll talk with them. People are like, why are you talking? To them? I said, why not? I said, I like a clean restroom. I like toilet paper. Yeah. I don't like freaking napkins when I wash my hands. I like, I like, I like those yeah, that are there. And if they weren't there to do that, who would do it? You're not going to do it. They pay you too yeah. much money to be doing that. Right. I'll do it because guess what? In the Marine Corps, I clean so many heads. I can tell you the best, the best way to clean the toilet, the best way to clean a urinal. I can tell you the best way to stock paper towels. I can do that. Why? Because guess what? You had to start at the bottom, which I did. And I had to learn how to clean toilets. I had to learn how to clean showers and urinals and you name it. I've cleaned it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's one of the things, because guess what? When you're at the bottom, you got to start at the bottom. Yeah, you know? man, bro. When I was in the, the barracks, I always had the cleanest room because I'm like, <laughs> very particular like you know so my room is always clean and on field day I don't have to do that much right but you as a team you have to clean the ladder walls together and all that kind of stuff well they started saying once you were cleared you then had to help everybody else on your floor till they got cleared and then everyone in your tier until they got cleared so I had to teach some 18 19 year old men what they need to do to stop pissing on the floor and I was like What the hell is this, man? My wife tells me that all the time. She's like, you piss on the floor so much. I was like, help it. I'm on top of the toilet. It just happens to drip. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Sit down, point it in. <laughs> like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody want to clean that up. Ain't no. nobody want to clean that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually, um, I knew somebody they uh, that uh, uh, apparently that's what they did uh, because that's what their son did. Uh-huh. <laughs> was didn't stand at me would hop up on the toilet and pee sitting down i was like because i took the kid to the restroom a couple times i'm like do you know like hmm so anyway <laughs> but yeah i mean that's and that's something too right is that we all we all have to start at the bottom right we've right. all had to do jobs you know uh growing up uh, i i did all kinds of stuff i worked at a horse farm when i was like 12 you know uh, shoveling horse manure and then you know working at uh, restaurants and having to clean human manure (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we all start somewhere and I think somewhere along the line people forget that right or maybe they were blessed to to not have to work a day in their life and whatever (laughs) I don't know Um, I don't know if that's a blessing actually I don't think that is I think think working hard is actually a blessing because you learn so much but if we forget where we come from once we get up here right like that's your up here isn't going to last. Your up here is not supported. Your up here is meaningless. Right. You know, it's, it's, everyone has a job to do. You've had to work from the bottom, work your way up, supporting those people, being being kind to those people. Because just like I said, right, I started my own, own company. It's not all me, man. I got to get other people to, you know, do the stuff I don't want to do, but do the stuff that I'm just, that's not my expertise. That's not my skill right. set. Right. I got this skill set here. I need this over here done. Right. So who can I bring in to help with that? Yes. And being able to say, hey, like just being honest, like I can't do that. Somebody else has to do that for me. And if they don't do that for me, it's not getting done. So I'm very loving and appreciative. Absolutely. So it's literally every every job, man, every job. And every I think job. No, people forget that. Absolutely. You know, and that, that's the biggest, I think that's, that's what's wrong with our society today. I mean, we see it now. I mean, everybody's hating everybody. Oh, you're a left wing, you're a right wing. Oh, you, you're transphobic yeah. or whatever the case may be. It's like, dude. I said, that's why, that's why I always try to stress people. I said, you were given one mouth, two ears and two eyes, right? You're given that. You were blessed to have it. Some of y'all might only have one ear. One of y'all might only have one eye. But I mean, you have two of them. I said, 
open your ears and keep your mouth shut and hear why they believe in what they're believing in. Yeah. So it might, it might, it might open up some, it, it might give you some insight of like, oh, I never thought about it from that angle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I can put that in here. I can calibrate that into my everyday thinking. Like, okay, that's why they think like that. Well, that's why they think this, mm-hmm. or that's why they think the way they think. But then don't be so just don't, don't be so nasty with them. Tell now tell them why you think what you think, and maybe it might open up their eyes. Because a lot of people, is- people are so hateful to each other. It's like, what is going on, dude? Like, listen to me. I'm an adult. You're an adult. Let's take time and act like adults and listen to each other. Listen to why we believe in what we believe in. Listen why we why we do what we do. You know, we're adults. We have to be able to be able to work with each other. I mean, you don't go to work. I mean, you you on your own business. You can do whatever you want. But I mean, some of us <laughs> that have to work for somebody. You have to, you, have to the, you know, that's one of the interview questions. How do you work with other people? Well, I, I like talking to people. That's why I do my show. I like bringing people on. I've never met. And talking about what they're doing in life, how they're treating society, how they're doing what they're doing in society, how they're doing in my community. Like you, Rosebud Consulting, you're an inspirational speaker, motivational speaker. You help talk about suicide awareness, opioid addictions and stuff like that. You know, on top of, gosh, who knows what else you've been doing? How long have <laughs> you been doing Rosebud Consulting? So uh, formally, it is about a year and a half now. Yeah. So formally a year and a half now, I was pretty much doing the work, but never like didn't register myself, make myself all official. So <laughs> I've really been doing the work. I've been in um, suicide prevention for over five years now and overdose prevention for about uh, three years now. Okay. So yeah, I've been doing the work, just didn't make it official and put a title to it. That's good though. But I mean, you're doing it now and you, you found your groove. You like people need yeah. this. People need yeah, it. Man. People need I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I love sitting down with somebody and give helping them with what they need, helping them with however I can help them with. Because I mean, honestly, like you said, you're a Marine. You know what it's like to be a leader. You know what it means to be a leader. You know what is ne- what's a necessity to help people get where they want to go. You know, Marines uh, Marines breed leaders, plain and simple. You know what I'm saying? You never thought, you know, you'd be like, I never thought, but look at you now. You nah, are man. Like, Simon Sinek says it. He has a book called Leaders Eat last and yeah. he literally got that from marine corps right so he tells the story it's a, it's a great book and it's phenomenal but it's true i think i mean i can't i can't speak on the air force i can't speak on the army you know right. i i didn't serve in the navy right I, so i can tell you my experience in the marine corps and what i learned and how i grew and i you know i even even if everything happened the same way it happened you know and i you know i i have my shit stories from my service Right. I would do it all over again. Right. No, all absolutely. over again. That's what because... people ask me. People ask, you know, people ask me about that. Like, do you miss the Marine Corps? I said, it's not the core that I miss. It's my brothers and sisters that I yeah. miss. It's that brotherhood, that yeah. camaraderie. I said, because you can't get that anywhere else. I mean, maybe if you're a cop or a firefighter or a paramedic, maybe. But I said that that brotherhood, that camaraderie that you had while you were in serving, dude, that's like, that's everything. That's life. Like, my my wife says it the best. She's like, you guys in the Marine Corps are a bunch of freaking people who are about to go to prison. You said plain and simple. <laughs> They're like, go to jail or join the Marine Corps. And they're like, I'm going to Marine Corps. Sure this. I go to jail, you know? Oh man. And it's yeah. like, 
But a lot of us on the enlisted side come from broken homes. Like we are, you know, we're broken people. We, 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 some of us have lived in the stumps. Some of us have lived in the ghettos. Some of us grew up poor as hell. Didn't know what the hell, which way we're, we're hustling just to make a living just so we could eat on a daily basis or whatever the case may be. Some of us a little bit more blessed than others, but I mean, we all come together. And that's, that's what I loved yeah. about the Marine Corps. It didn't matter what walk of life, somebody who had both their parents, somebody who had both their parents and they were given everything and they were able to grow up together. And they, you know, you had those people and now they're interacting with people who grew up in the ghetto and you're like, damn, dude, like you had a hard life, but guess what? You guys are working together now to be like, look, let me help you mm-hmm. get where you need to be, get what you need so that we, and you guys work together regardless. You're like, I don't like that guy. But you'll talk to him. Like, I'll talk to you. I don't like you, yeah. but I'll talk to you, you know? Yeah, you learn to work with different kind of people from different backgrounds, different experiences. You know, I'm from small town Oklahoma, right? It was, mm-hmm. but it was more of a culture shock for me to come back to Oklahoma than it was for me to join the Marine Corps <laughs> and be in San Diego, right? So um, it's kind of it's kind of funny for that. But I, shoot, man, I went to boot camp. I went to boot camp. There was a girl who was homeless, Right. And then you got the girl over here whose parents paid for everything. They lived in like a million dollar home. She had the $65,000 car waiting for her when she got a boot camp. And I'm like, why did you join the Marine Corps? <laughs> right. You know, but everyone has the reasons. We all Everybody- come from different backgrounds. And that also ties into we don't know what people have experienced. We don't know what people are going through today. Right. right? So that goes back to if we treat everyone with some love and some grace and give people the benefit of a doubt, like, man, that's going to go so far. Cause we have no clue, no clue what they're battling. I mean, I, uh, I can tell you like my experience, my husband had brain surgery just a few weeks ago and the amount of love that people were coming out and showing me. And I had, um, when the projects I'm on, someone called me and I answered the phone and I'm like, hi, it, it, it's just gross. I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm in the hospital right now. And they're like, what, why, why did you answer the phone? I'm like, well, cause I saw that you were calling and you know, I just kind of snuck into the bathroom. So I'm talking to you for a little bit. Right. Um, but it was so cool because people were like, don't worry about a thing. Yeah. Right. But had people not known and people that I surround myself with, like my mentors and my colleagues, if I'm not surrounding myself around people who are like-minded in me and they're like, well, she didn't return my phone call. She's this horrible, awful person. She didn't respond to my email. Instead of following up with that person being like, hey, I'm not sure uh, if you got my last email. I mean, I did that recently with someone I contract with. I sent him an email and I got distracted and a week or two went by and I said, huh, it's really odd. They haven't emailed me back. <laughs> so I emailed them again. I forwarded it. I was like, hey, just kind of following up. And another week went by and I'm like, oh my God, I hope they didn't die. Like, that's my thought. That's how I think. I'm not like, man, they're ignoring me. Why aren't they doing it? I think like, something must be going on. Right. Right. So then uh, he ends up calling me. I'm so sorry. I (laughs) somehow, I didn't get your first email. Your second email came through this and that was going on. I was like, man, it's cool. Like, Hey, glad you're okay. Right. Right? (laughs) And I think that we're not in that mindset. Right. Right. We're not in a people, human being. We hold other people to a standard that we would complain about if people held us to that standard. right? Right. My meal needs to be perfectly cooked. It needs to be brought to me in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable amount of temperature, or my cashier is checking me out too slowly, right? I have somewhere to be. Oh, really? Really? Does someone, does someone treat you like that in your own job and what you are involved in, what you do? Does someone come in, you know, and you're a mom, right? And they're like, "Mm, you really shouldn't uh, let your kid play with that. Yeah. Why, why aren't you doing that? Why isn't your house as clean? Or, you know, you say you work at Tinker, right? Someone coming in there, you're working in a warehouse, be like, 
you know, these boxes aren't perfectly aligned or why is there still, why, why is this trash can still have all this trash in it? Right. Why haven't you broken down these boxes over here? You're like, cause I'm working on this report or because, right. you know, we're down three people because they're sick and like, man, people, people are people. And we need to remember that because the more we show love and grace to other people, the more likely we're going to get that love and grace back. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, that, that's the biggest thing is that, you know, is it helping is helping people helping our community i mean because for us as veterans we need all the help we can get dude there's nobody else helping us there's nothing <laughs> out there there's no resources out there that are really there to assist us in what we're doing you know that's why that's why i love being bringing great people on my show other brothers and sisters that are making a difference in our community making a difference in our society people who have started nonprofits they're like Hey, I'm over here, dude. You you know somebody over here. Let them know this is what I'm doing over here. And then we can hook up. We can link up. Or oh, you know somebody over here. Hey, I know somebody. If I don't know somebody, I can get, reach out to somebody that might know somebody that's out there in that area that can help you out, get you where you're at. You know, I hate seeing it because, I mean, you get on Facebook, you get on whatever, Instagram or whatever the hell, somebody's taking their life. I mean, we're shooting the show right now. We're losing a brother or sister right now as we shoot the show. And it's sad to say because it's, it gets to that point. It's like, what was the tipping? What was the tipping point? What was it that you said, I'm not doing this no more. I don't want to do this no more. Why'd you lose your purpose? Why'd you lose your fight? You're losing the fight. And being a service member, that's one thing they teach us, that we're not quit us. We keep going until we defeat it, until we defeat that demon. And we fight demons on a regular basis, some more than others. But that demon is there. That demon's knocking on the yeah. door all day long. It's like I tell people, I got him on the shelf. Sometimes he gets knocked down and I got to get in there and I got to put his ass back in the box so I can put him back on the shelf and hopefully put him further in the back so he doesn't fall off so easy next time. And so this, this is what I tell you guys. This is what I stress to you guys is that you have to build your community around you. Miss Jessica Rose here, she's making a difference in our community. She's got a ton of resources and I'm glad to bring her into the family. I'm glad she's part of the family now. She's here. You're not going nowhere. She a jawhead just like me. She yeah. crayons just like me. It is cool. Like it is, it's, it's something we do. You know, Semper Fi. It means it, man. True. EGA on your heart. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell it's on my car. It's in my clothes. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> like, you, you know a Marine when you see a Marine. We walk differently. We smell differently. We smile differently. We just look different. And a lot of, there's people who, who love to have us around. There's those that hate having us around because they're like, those cocky SOBs, you know? My <laughs> wife tells me, she's like, y'all are some cocky SOBs. I said, no, we're confident SOBs. Is what yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Ronda Rousey had a pretty good quote where she said, some people call me cocky, but why should I think little of myself? Right. You know, like... Uh, we do. We we definitely like we shame people who have confidence. Then we wonder why people don't have confidence, right? <laughs> you know. So, yeah, man, you gotta, especially when you when you're gonna be in shit situations, right? And you know that things may not turn out perfect. You have to go in with full confidence that what you're gonna doing is work, because if if you go in thinking it's not gonna work, then you're gonna have that on you, and yeah. You have to it's jump tough. into it's something. Tough. When you jump into something, you have to know this is going to work. And when yeah. it don't work, you're going to figure out why it didn't work. And it works because that's just the Marine. I mean, in the, that's my mentality as a Marine. That's what they taught me. This does it didn't work. No, it's going to work. We're going to get it to work, regardless if it's not going to work the way I wanted it to work. It's going to mm -hmm. work. We're going to make sure that it's going to work. Yeah. Plain and simple, you know. And that's life in general. Like you said, you had plan A, you had plan B, you got down to plan C, like this shit ain't working. What yeah. am I going to do? 
what so you had to call up you had to call up family you had to call up your resources and say mm-hmm. hey i need a place to crash and so i can get my crap together you know yeah. regardless if it's your mom your dad your aunt your uncle your friend whoever it is but yeah. you came to the point and said i need help you know i need help and that's what we tell you guys that's why i tell you guys you need help you need to own it hey i need help because guess what yeah we're gonna make fun of you yeah we'll probably poke you and make fun of you and laugh at you a little bit but we're gonna help you so you can make sure that you get where you need to be right you're sitting on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy, eating your, your cheese balls. Cheesy puffs. <laughs> cheesy puffs. Daddy says, you're getting fat. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to do something, right? Yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to say something to make you get your wheels turning again. How do we do this? Yeah. How do we yeah. get up and how do we start doing this? How do I get where I want to be? Now you're sitting here with two master's degree and nothing what you're doing. You're like, I went to school and I ain't, got, and I ain't even doing anything I went to school for, <laughs> you know? But you did it and you got it. And now you're doing something that you love. You're helping our community. Mm-hmm. You're helping the veteran community with the resources you need, right? Resources we need on a regular basis. You want to start a podcast? I'll help you. I don't know much about it, but I'll help you. I'll help you figure it out. Heck, yourself? You said you're starting a podcast yourself, right? Yes, yes. So um, I haven't launched it yet, um, but the, when I was on Dying to Talk, with uh, Nathan he was like yeah no it's getting launched like I will make sure it happens so apparently you know within the next couple of weeks I'll uh, I'll have a launch and I'll definitely be sharing that out with you and then um yeah maybe even have you on oh, so it'd be great you uh, want to talk about whatever you want to yeah, man. About, I'll come on it I'll do it I don't know what I'd say to you but you know we can go, <laughs> we can go whatever angle yeah because this is what it's about is hanging out hanging out enjoying each other enjoying each other's company and camaraderie you yeah. know, that's what it's about is going through it and seeing what people's dreams are. Everybody has a dream. What's your dream? What- well, Jessica, it's been great hanging out with you today on this Friday, trying to enjoy this beautiful weather and stuff. Yes. Got anything yes. else to say to these these freaking knuckleheads that keep watching us? <laughs> um, I think a, a big thing that I just, you know, I kind of want to reiterate, you know, people treating people like people and oftentimes what that looks like is validating people and not trying to relate. Right. So just keep that in mind is that we're all human beings, man. We're all going through our own shit every day. So if you can treat everybody like that, uh, you know, they used to say treat people how you want to be treated, but that doesn't really get through to people. So just be a human being and uh, feel free to reach out to me for anything and I'll get you set up. Absolutely. Just be nice to people, right? Just be nice. Yeah, man. Just, Just be nice to everybody. Yeah. So, you know, guys, I always I'll have her contact information down below in that description box. I'll keep everything down there, how to reach her, especially with this USO stuff. I know a lot of you guys are going to want to know how to get in contact <laughs> with the USO stuff. And the Rosebud Consultant, dude, do you own a small business? Do you own a big business? And you're thinking, hey, I need somebody to come in here and come talk to us and tell them speak to us. Check out Rosebud Consulting, dude. She's definitely there to help you guys to what you need. Like I say every episode, man, smash that daggum subscribe button, dude. The more of you guys that keep following me, the more this gets out to everybody else that doesn't even know that I exist yet, you know? Just remember, guys, you guys aren't alone. We're here for you. If it ain't me, Jessica Rose here. She's here waiting for you, too. If you need somebody to talk to, that's what she says she does. She listens. She has an ear. She can bend an ear to listen to you and what you need and what's going on. You know, that is just what is... That's sometimes that's all we need is somebody to listen to us and what we're dealing with, man. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, smash that subscribe button. Let me know what you think. I get back to, I message everybody back. You message me, I message you back. It's me. I ain't got no team. 
I'm not like Jessica. I ain't got a team to respond back for me. I got to respond back myself, you know, but definitely go through. Let me know what you think. Tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you don't want to see, what you don't want to hear from me. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got your six. Smoke, chill, relax. It's Friday. You ain't got a job. We gonna get high today. Dark of the flesh. The deep of the roots. Green of the weed. You know it's true. Puff, puff, pass. Try